Hi, welcome back to Idgits and Aspects, a supernatural podcast. I'm Lynn. And I'm Rochelle. And today we are talking about season one, episode 13, called Route 666. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> no Not good. good. Yeah. <laughs> we start in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. Uh, I said that weird already. Missouri. Missouri. I. Th- I said like I thought mi- you were talking about Cape Girardeau or, or Girardeau. <laughs> I, I, am, I am talking about Cape Girardeau. No, I know, but I thought you meant you said that weird instead oh, no. of Missouri. I said Missouri. I was like Missouri. Whatever. Meh. Missouri. I, it, I thought it was fine. <laughs> there is a man driving his car at night. Uh, the lights in his car start flickering and his radio starts going all staticky. Headlights come up behind him and we see it's a giant black truck with six headlights, which seems a little bit excessive. A little bit. And um, not even like, they're not like Casey lights sort of things mm-hmm. either, are they? They're just like. They're like three headlights on this side, three on that side. Yeah. Obnoxious as shit. Yeah. <laughs> so the truck is very close to the guy and keeps swerving around behind him. Uh, it finally hits him two times and then disappears. So the guy keeps driving while staring in his rear view mirror when suddenly the giant truck's headlights turn on from in front of him. Uh, the guy slams on his brakes and manages to turn his car around and it starts chasing and hitting him again. So the guy finally loses control of his car, and it flips and rolls and finally comes to a rest on his tires. So uh, at this point, the big truck disappears, and then we get our opening title sequence. (laughs) Supernatural. (laughs) Yeah, supernatural. (laughs) (laughs) That's what ghost stuttering sounds like. Yep. The crackling. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Sam and Dean are at a gas station. Sam is looking at a map and talking about how fast it'll take to get to Pennsylvania while Dean is on his phone listening to a voicemail. So Dean says they're not actually going to Pennsylvania because he just got a call from an old friend whose father was killed last night. uh, And she thinks that it might be their kind of thing. So while they're driving, Sam is like, by an old friend, you mean, (laughs) and Dean says, a friend that's not new. (laughs) He is major avoiding that. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, major, major avoiding that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, her name is Cassie. I just want to say Cassie uh, shortened is Cass. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> you dirty rat. Her, her name is Cass. Okay. Um, Sam asks why Dean never mentioned her before, and Dean says they went out, and Sam is like, you dated someone <laughs> more for, than once for more than one night <laughs> and sammy is like so excited about this <laughs> this is like the first time that sammy gets to grill dean about something and not the other way around you know? yeah and he's like into it he wants to know he's not like you have to suffer like i'm suffering yeah you know yeah so dean says uh that he and john were working a case in ohio she was finishing up college and they went out for a couple of weeks so Sam wants to know how she knows that they're hunters, and Dean looks so guilty. Yeah, like, um, well, <laughs> well, yeah. What had happened was. Yeah. <laughs> Sam says, you told her. You told her the secret. Our big family rule number one, we don't or we do what we do and we shut up about it. For a year and a half, I did nothing but lie to Jessica, and you go out with this chick in Ohio <laughs> a couple of times and you tell her everything. And Sam is, like, yelling at Dean at this point. <laughs> and he, Dean just says, yeah, looks like. <laughs> Sam Whatever, is, dude. <laughs> Sam is super pissed about it. I love it. I think it's more of, like, for him, like, I could have told her this whole time because you only took two weeks with this one. You know? Yeah. <laughs> On the world. <laughs> it's interesting that that was, like, their family, like, motto. You know what I mean? <laughs> Don't tell anybody. They're going to think you're nuts. <laughs> yeah. Unless you've helped them out of this situation, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so we cut to Cassie in a newspaper publishing house. I think she's a journalist. She's talking to her boss, whose name is Jimmy, and the mayor of the town. The mayor is telling them that he wants them to... He's telling them what to print and what not to print, and Cassie calls him out on it. He's kind of a jerk, honestly. Yeah, yeah, he's coming off like kind of a douche. Uh, the mayor says Cassie's grief is clouding her judgment and that he really liked her dad. So Jimmy says to the mayor, um, two African-American people were killed on the same stretch of road in the same way in three weeks, but the mayor says that Jimmy's too close to this because those two guys were good friends of his. 
The mayor and Jimmy uh, both walk away, and Cassie turns around to see Sam and Dean. <laughs> I mean, I would think that was great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what you want to see in that moment. I know, you turn around, and like, I am peeved. Ooh, hello. Yeah. <laughs> so Dean and Cassie make hurt, googly eyes at each other while Sam watches gleefully. <laughs> There's definitely some history there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Shit, that actress is really good at, like, the googly eyes, too. I mean, is she really acting, though? I think. <laughs> <laughs> is she just one of us? <laughs> I mean, I would hope so. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's great. Uh, we cut to Cassie's mom's house. Uh, Cassie, so I wrote here, it looks like I wrote Sassy instead of Cassie. Um, <laughs> Sassy says to Sam and Dean uh, that she's been staying there to take care of her mom. Uh, she says her mom has been acting nervous and frightened. She was worried about her husband because he had been acting scared and was seeing things like an awful looking black truck following him. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he never talked about the driver, just the truck. He said it would appear and disappear. Uh, in the accident, his truck was dented like it had been hit by something big. It rained hard that night, so there was a lot of mud. And there was a distinct set of muddy tracks from his car, but no other tracks. So her dad was the second man killed. The first guy was her dad's best friend, and it was the same thing with his death. Big dent in his car, no other tracks except his own. So Cassie says she's a little skeptical about this ghost stuff. And Dean <laughs> says that he, if he remembers right, Cassie said he was nuts. <laughs> I mean, I probably would too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're crazy. Go away. <laughs> I don't know. I'd kind of be like, I'd probably be intrigued. I mean, yeah, I'd be intrigued, but also, like, depending on how into it he got, I might just, like, think he was getting weirder. Yeah, weirder. Like, like, you need some medication. Yeah, like, yeah. what's going on? Right. <laughs> so we cut to another car accident. It looks like Cassie's boss, Jimmy. Um, he's dead behind the wheel. The ghost truck uh, keeps revving its engine, and then the truck disappears. It looks like it looks like a dog on a leash. That's yeah, what like, it reminds me hold of. Hold me back. Yeah. Hold me back. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and, like, it, it's kind of interesting... The whole time that was happening, I was kind of thinking, like, I wonder how they got the truck to do that, because it's, like... It kind of, like, moves just... forward a little bit. Yeah, like... Yeah. It, I mean, they just, like... I don't know how they, like... Did they just let it go and then stomp on the brakes to make it jerk? Or mm -hmm. it kind of almost looked like they were, like, shoving the gas and stopping it, like, yeah. within a split second. Yeah, that's what it looked like to me, too. I don't know. It looked... Intriguing driving skills. Yeah. <laughs> So this is the third African-American man uh, that this truck has killed. So we cut to the accident site. It's the morning. Cassie is talking to the mayor. She asks him to close down this section of road, but he says it's the only road in and out of town. Uh, so the one set of tracks means that there was no foul play. She asks him if he would close the road if the victims had been white. And he says, you're suggesting I'm racist. I'm the last person you should talk to like that. And when she asks him why, he tells her to go ask her mother. <laughs> Which kind of sounds like, I don't know, it sounds like something, like, weird was going on between him and mom. You yeah. Know? Like, that's the first thing I thought of with that. It's like, what do you mean? Ask your mother. Like, hold on. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> are you my real dad? You know? Like, yeah, it's all shady. Weird, like, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Just weird. Yeah. Because at that point, you haven't really seen Cassie's mom yet, have we? So, like... Uh, I think we did see her once, and she she is white. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, you see her later in the episode, though. Is what yeah, you see her again, but we've already met her oh. at this point. Yeah. yeah, all of my great remembrances of <laughs> yeah, just it's my cool. brain. It's fine, whatever. No worries. <laughs> uh, we cut to Sam and Dean uh, in the motel room. Sam says it's interesting that Dean and Cassie never really look at each other at the same time. <laughs> he says it's a, it's an interesting observation in an observationally interesting way. <laughs> He's totally trying to poke his buttons. <laughs> yeah, that was just a ridiculous statement. <laughs> um, Dean shuts down this conversation real quick. So we cut to the boys approaching two guys having lunch. One of them was a friend of Cassie's boss, Jimmy. They tell him they are with Jimmy's insurance company. So they ask if Jimmy had mentioned any recent unusual experiences such as visions, hallucinations, maybe a big black truck. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a stretch, too. You know, like, unless they know what you're talking about, like, you're just like, oh, have you happened to see a big black truck? Like, yeah. um, 
what? Yeah, Yeah, it's a little specific. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So one of the guys uh, says that he has heard of a truck like that. Back in the 60s, uh, there was a string of deaths. The story was that African-American men were disappearing in a nasty black truck. Cops never found out who did it, and maybe the cops never even really looked. So as Sam and Dean are... um, I think this is walking away, but it looks like it says leaking away. (laughs) All I can imagine is a puppy piddling and walking at the same time. (laughs) So as Sam and Dean are leaking away, I just, I don't like it. I don't know. I just, okay. (laughs) Dean asks Sam if he has heard of the Flying Dutchman. It's a ghost ship infused with the captain's evil spirit. It was basically a part of him. Dean thinks they're dealing with the same sort of thing. A phantom truck that is the extension of a douchey ghost reenacting past crimes. All of the victims have been African-American men who seem connected to Cassie and her family. Sam tells Dean to go talk to Cassie about it and to mention the serious unfinished business between them. (laughs) He's like setting him up for failure. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, dude, you need to talk to her about all of this, all of this. Um, Sam asks what exactly is going on with them. Dean says maybe they were a little more involved than he previously said. I mean, you know. And Sam is like, hey, no shit. (laughs) Dean says he told her the secret and he shouldn't have. Sam says that everyone's got to open up to someone sometime. And Dean says, I don't. (laughs) Uh, He's like disgusted with himself for being emotional, you know? Yeah, he thinks he was stupid to get that close. Mm -hmm. So Sam is smiling at Dean, and Dean is so uncomfortable. I love it. (laughs) I just love that throughout this whole entire episode that Sam is just kind of like, (laughs) Yeah. And Dean's like, stop it! Yeah. (laughs) What are you doing? This is the first time we've seen Sam smile this much, too. Yeah. You know? And it's because he's making fun of Dean which I mean you know yeah totally (laughs) totally (laughs) Dean says would you stop it blink or something and Dean just or and Sam just keeps smiling so Sam says you loved her Dean says oh god Uh, feelings (laughs) and then we find out that Cassie dumped Dean and not the other way around which is kind of fantastic not gonna lie yeah yeah not i mean do we see that ever happening ever again probably not (laughs) not really yeah so we cut to cassie at her mom's house someone knocks on the door and it's dean (laughs) big surprise and and this is where i wrote i don't like this i seriously hate this scene it's so terrible (laughs) and it is (laughs) so they kind of talk about what's going on and then get into a big fight about how they broke up which okay the whole thing is just awkward leading up to the fight i just have to say that right now like it is so awkward you can like cut the tension with a knife and it's like not even like I don't know if it's so much the acting or if it's just, like, the whole scenario, which is just awkward, or... I think they're playing it like they feel awkward. Yeah. And then they get... they Like, they start the fight, and it's fine. It's believable. Mm -hmm. And then we get to, like, the end of the fight, and it's, like... The way worst, too dramatic. It's the worst fucking acting. And it's not it's not Dean. <laughs> it's the girl. And yeah. I, I don't know, like... Uh, she's great at acting at all other moments, but this it was just so painful to watch. <laughs> too I, much. Too maybe much. maybe the actress was just, like, degenerating because she realized she was about to kiss Jensen Ackles. I mean, you know what I mean? You know. <laughs> maybe she's like, here come his lips. I, just, I don't know. I don't know how to speak. I don't know what to do. I don't know. Am I a person? I'm just going to okay. yell awkwardly. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, you know, it's not like I would do better. So. I, yeah, I probably wouldn't either. <laughs> and I, I mean, to be fair, I'm definitely not an actress. So pretty much anybody who is an actress would be doing a better job than me. So, you know. Same. It's, like, <laughs> it's hard to, like, judge somebody on something that you can't even do. But, like. <laughs> exactly. But, but, but the it bad, just wasn't believable. Yeah. The bad acting did really pull me out of it. Yeah. You know, but that's okay. Um, Cassie says that anytime they got close uh, or anywhere in the neighborhood of emotional vulnerability, Dean would back off or make a joke or find any way to shut the door on her. And you know what? That does sound like Dean. <laughs> it sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah. So she basically says that when he told her what he and his family do for a living, she thought he was making up a crazy story because he wanted to dump her. Um, then we get the worst acting ever. <laughs> they yell back and forth about hurting each other, blah, blah, blah. And then they start making out. <laughs> <laughs> and they're angry. Kiss me. You yeah. Know, like, yeah. What? <laughs> you know what? I don't think that's 
ever happened to me in real life. Like, a big argument going into, like, an aggressive, like, I'm mad at you, make out with me, kiss. Like, that's, yeah, I don't think no. that's ever really happened. I mean, in the, in the times that, like, Chris and I have been into arguments, it is not a thing. Like, don't touch me, don't look at me, you yeah. know, like, I'm mad, you know. You know what, I'm going like, to try also, it. also, you know, it's not, <laughs> I don't know, I shouldn't say that, like, <laughs> our fighting isn't that dramatic, you know, it's just like a <laughs> very serious, like, kind of stern talking, and then we eventually just kind of, like, talk it out, and then the end, so yeah. it's not even that, like, exciting as it were, for fights, yeah. you know, but, like... <laughs> I think the thing that Eric and I, like, fight the most about, and we don't even fight, but we get we get tense. Like, we're not fighting, but we're, like, tense about the subject, mm-hmm. um, is, like, about money, mm-hmm. you know, well, and I mean, bills that's, like, and a stuff. Big, yeah, you know. so, so like, we're not fighting, but we're, we're talking about something intense, and that's about yeah. as much as we fight, you know what I mean? Yeah. It seems weird to, like, try and make out with him in that moment you know what though <laughs> i'm gonna fucking try next time it happens i'm mad hello yeah i'm gonna do it and just see what happens <laughs> i'll get back to you okay all right then we get our first sex scene right <laughs> this is the first one so far in the series right yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah and um it wasn't i mean it was okay it was very choreographed I That's mean, cool those ones are kind of always awkward for me to watch yeah. you know just kind of like Okay, you know, like, <laughs> I'm just gonna say I didn't like it, and it's not because it was Dean. Yeah, I really struggled with myself in this. Do I not like Cassie because the actress's acting was bad? Do I not like her because she gets to have sex with Dean? <laughs> Do I not like her because she's Dean's like first love and hurt him? Yeah, but I don't think so. I don't think that I'm that shallow. I think <laughs> maybe, you know, but probably not. I don't really like. I mean, I think she's oh, an okay character up until this point when they start having their whole, like, awkward, dramatic fight. Like, Yeah. And at that point, I think it's, like, for me, I don't really like, like, the character or whatever because it's just so, like, melodramatic. I think yeah. that's what did it for me. It's just, like, oh. She does have a really <laughs> strong personality, which I like. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Okay, so, they buff. <laughs> They buff a lot. <laughs> uh, I might have enjoyed it more if my mom wasn't in the room watching this with me, but she was. Oh. I know. Also, I was on the elliptical, so I was, like, <laughs> sweating, and my mom was just, like, sitting on the couch behind me, silently judging my viewing content. <laughs> so it was just like, ugh. Oh, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. So, anyways, we cut to the morning. Uh, <laughs> The mayor is checking out something on the side of the road next to his parked car. Uh, Then the racist truck pulls up behind him and starts chasing him. It hits him and kills him. And uh, we get to see his his dead body face, which was gruesome. It's so nasty. Like, his face is all distorted and, like, melty almost. Okay, Mm -hmm. you know what it reminds me of? Have you seen, um, like, you've seen all the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, the one with... Oh, I haven't seen the last one. Okay, well, this is this before that. So this is with, um, with Davy Jones, mm-hmm. and the one guy like when they talk about like the Kraken or whatever getting it, it like this like sucks your face off or whatever, and mm-hmm. they end up on this like shipwreck or whatever because like Jack's like oh just go over here it's fine you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you see this guy that like drops from the top and his face is all like weird and twisted and contorted because yeah, yeah. his like, face got sucked off sort of thing. That's what that reminded me of yeah. for some reason. I don't know why, but it did. You know what? This is why the ocean creeps me out. <laughs> I highly doubt there's Kraken. Dude, I have wet. I've wed. I've <laughs> wed. <laughs> I have read way too much Lovecraft, and I just, I can't, I can't get behind any of it. Like, the, the ocean, the things that are in it, the things that crawl up on the beach. I just, I can't. It doesn't bother me so much, but I don't necessarily know that I would want to, like, swim out in deep waters, mostly because of, like, tidal, like, riptides and, like, currents and that sort of stuff, but, like, I don't know. I feel like I'd be, like, marooned, because, like, the closer you, like, the more you're in the water, right, and your head's just barely above water, it looks like you're, like, so much farther out than you are. Oh, yeah, (laughs) yeah. But also, like, mm, I mean, to be fair, we've 
only discovered like a very very small percentage of the ocean right mm-hmm. like we haven't really explored that much of it there is like vast amounts of water yeah. that we know nothing about so there's like, some fucked up shit in there dude oh yeah like they're just nasty no i'm uncomfortable with even the creatures that stay on the sand during low tide i can't even i can't like even like enemies and stuff Blah! yes what's wrong with them they're like little sea flowers i know and i just they just visit with the i think they're cool they are cool they are cool creatures i'm not saying they're not they also make me want to vomit see it's kind of fun to touch them because like you know in like petting tanks and stuff when you're a kid and you like stick your finger in it and you like run them over and they kind of like stick to your fingers a little bit they're like little (laughs) she's making like the sketchiest face right now you look like you're about to hurl i can't even look at you i'm about to hurl (laughs) she's like scrunched up in her chair with her face all contorted just like (laughs) i can't do it i just you know what i I did like that when i was a kid but um now i'm older and wiser (laughs) apparently i'm older but not wiser you're just not as neurotic as i am it's fine it's good be proud i mean to be fair like there's a lot of things that freak me out like that i mean not necessarily sea wise but like there's some things that i can't like spiders mm, can't go there you know so like seeing enemies yeah Whatever. I don't even like their name. I just can't do it. Can't do it. Uh, We cut to Dean and Cassie in bed doing the after sex snuggle. (laughs) Barf. Awkward. (laughs) Uh, Dean says that telling Cassie about his life was a big first for him. He felt like he couldn't lie to her. She says that when he told her, she thought he was nuts, maybe even dangerous. And then she says that maybe she was looking for a reason to walk away. He says the thought of working things out with her was scarier than some of the things he's seen while hunting, which is not very nice. (laughs) (laughs) You're scarier than monsters. Yeah, right? Be like, that's not really a compliment. Hold on. Yeah. (laughs) She she says that things usually get worked out when you really want them to. And he says, yeah, but I'm still really involved in my dad's work. And she says, no more excuses, okay? From you or me. And he says, okay. So that means that what? They're getting back together? They're together? That's kind of what I took it as is like, let's just pick up where we left off. Like we had a, like a rough patch, but let's just like try and be together again and try and make it work. Yeah. You know, like, it kind of sounded to me like a let's try and make this whole thing work speech. Yeah. But. So I don't like it. <laughs> and just like some of the things that she says, I think this is another thing that irritates me about is like just some of the things she says, well, like, like, what was that last line that about like, I don't know how this is going to work or how, or no, no, no. What? She says, um, if things work out when you want them to, basically. Yeah, but, oh, that she was trying to. Um, oh, she was trying to find a way find out. Find a way out yeah. sort of thing. Like, well, maybe I was just trying to find a way out. Like. Even if you were, why would you say something like that? Yeah. If you're trying to get back together with the dude, you know? Right. <laughs> like, I'm just looking for a way out. Like, yeah. hold on. <laughs> yeah, I don't like any of it. Um, then we cut to the scene of the mayor's death. Dina's meeting up with Sam. Sam asks, where were you last night? You didn't make it back to the motel. I'm guessing you worked things out. <laughs> Dean says that they'll be working things out when they're 90. <laughs> like, this is going to take a while. Yeah. So that makes me feel a little bit better about it. Like, Dean hasn't yeah. fully been like, yes, we're back together. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't know. You could take it either one of two ways. Like, we're not back together yet. And we're going to try and figure it out. And maybe it's going to happen. Maybe it won't. Or, like... We're going to be driving each other nuts until we're 90 years old. Right. You know, like, <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> which I'm much more disturbed by. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Um, Dean asks what happened to the mayor, and Sam says um, every bone got crushed and his internal organs were turned to pudding. That's gross. Also, it kind of like... Pudding. Pudding. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, you'll get that later, folks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you don't already know. Right. Sam says it looks like something ran him over. Um, there are no tracks. And Dean says that this guy was white and the accident didn't happen on the same road. So this doesn't fit the pattern. Sam says the mayor had just purchased the land he was killed on. And uh, we cut to Dean and Cassie trying to do, trying to do some research about the killings back in the 60s. I say trying because Sam calls and pulls through with the actual research but whatever uh so sam calls and says that the property the mayor had just purchased used to be owned by the dorian family 
um, for like the last 150 years. So Dean finds an old article about a man named Cyrus Dorian who vanished in April of 1963. The case was investigated but never solved. It was right around the time of the string of murders was going on. Which to me, like, I don't know. The first thing my mind went to was like, he disappeared. The murders are happening. It's his fault. Well, yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. 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 Um, Sam says when the mayor bought the old Dorian place, the first thing he did was bulldoze it. He did this on the 3rd of last month, which was the day before these new killings started. <laughs> so we, we cut to cat. I know. <laughs> so obvious. <laughs> I mean, maybe not to everybody, but still. <laughs> right. We cut to Cassie alone at her mom's house. It's nighttime. She's walking around looking pensive and drinking, which I totally understand. <laughs> I need to drink after yeah. this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, then the lights start to flicker. We see the truck outside. It starts revving its engine. It charges the house over and over um, just to terrorize her, apparently. Because it never actually hits the house. No, it just kind of, like, charges it and then stops and, like, flashes light. I don't know. Yeah. So why does she not run upstairs this whole time? Well, like, okay, for me... I mean, even if the truck runs into the house, it's not going to, like... Like, if you're downstairs by the... Because she's staying by the windows, it's going to fucking hit you. Well, here's the thing, If you though. go upstairs, sure, the floor could collapse, but it's still better than getting hit by a truck dead on. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, I think it's better, maybe, than depending on where you are in the house, right? Like, if you go to, like, the side of the house that the truck's not on, mm-hmm. not that it can't switch sides well, of the house, Well, it looks obviously, like it's like, coming at all sides. Yeah, And it's all she does all is keep, she's staying against the walls toward the yeah, outside. Yeah, like, go into the middle of the upstairs, maybe. Exactly. But even then, like, at that point... I would almost want to, like, stay in the middle of the house downstairs and just, like, get low Mm -hmm. because, like, I would be terrified. Like, the first thing that came to my mind is, like, you know, when I was reading your notes, it's like, why didn't she go upstairs? It's like, because the floors are going to collapse. good, but it's still better than getting smacked by a fucking car. Or, like, the car goes in there and then you fall and then it still smacks you, you know? I don't know. It just... (laughs) I, I, I would be in the middle of the house upstairs or downstairs. Yeah, I would probably just in the go middle upstairs. Somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I would probably go upstairs and stay in the middle and just be like, "What? <laughs> What's going on but, here?" Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what I would do. I'd definitely go to the middle though, whether I was upstairs or downstairs. Yeah. I'd definitely go to the middle. Yeah. So she calls Dean freaking out and she's like, "Dean, help me." <laughs> I am a damsel in distress. There is a truck outside revving. (laughs) It's scaring me. Uh, We cut to Cassie, her mom, whose name is Mrs. Robinson, um, Sam and Dean in Mrs. Robinson's house. Cassie says that she never saw the truck driver. And she asks why the truck didn't kill her. And Dean says that whatever is controlling the truck wants its victims afraid first. Which is fucked up. Well, because, I mean, with the other guys, they had seen the truck beforehand, right? Like, seen it a couple times and right. went so after it, them. Right, so it just likes to make them all paranoid. Yeah, yeah, terrorize them. So they asked Mrs. Robinson if she knew about the truck uh, that her husband uh, was seeing before he died. And she tries to play it off, like, oh, he was just under stress. And then Dean kind of freaks out on her. Uh, he says that she, uh, that her and her daughter are marked and that Cassie is going to die. So Mrs. Robinson's Mrs. Robinson says that, yes, her husband was seeing the truck, and he knew who it belonged to, Cyrus Dorian. She says Cyrus died more than 40 years ago, and Dean's like, hey, how do you know he died? Because the papers just say he went missing. <laughs> she gave herself away. <laughs> she <laughs> right did. then and there. Yeah, she's not trying to hide it at this point. I think she, she understands that, like, her daughter's life is in danger. Yeah, well, and she wasn't even that good at hiding it to begin with. Like, no. she was just, like, way too, like, paranoid looking about the whole thing. I gotta say that this lady can fucking act. I was impressed with her. I really liked her whole, like, speech story thing. Yeah. Like, it sucked me in. Not gonna lie. Yeah, totally. I think, I'm pretty sure I cried. (laughs) So, she explains that she dated Cyrus for a while, but she was also seeing Martin, who is Cassie's dad, in secret. Because uh, interracial couples didn't go over too well back then. So when she broke up with Cyrus, he found out about Martin and totally lost his shit. He started killing African-American men. Um, He never got caught. She says that her and Martin were going to be married in a little church near her home, but they decided to elope at the last minute to avoid the negative attention. The day that they sent for the wedding was the day that someone set fire to the church. There was a children's choir practicing in there, and they all died. 
Uh, one night, the truck came from Martin, and Cyrus was kicking. Um, let's see. Didn't he have like a baseball bat or something? Oh yes, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, basically kicking his ass with a baseball bat. Yeah. Um, then Martin uh, got the bat and killed Cyrus with it. So Martin called his friends, who were the two other African American victims earlier in the episode. They put Cyrus's dead body into his truck and rolled it into the swamp at the edge of his land. The mayor was a young deputy back then, and he had investigated Cyrus's disappearance. Uh, he figured out what Martin and his friends did, but didn't do anything about it because he knew that Cyrus had killed all of the kids at the church. Uh, so then we cut to outside of Mrs. Robinson's house. Sam and Dean are leading against Baby. Sam says, my life was so simple. Just school, exams, papers on polycentric cultural norms. <laughs> what a nerd. I know. <laughs> Dean says, so I guess I saved you from a boring existence. <laughs> and uh, I just want to say that you sure saved me, Dean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean <laughs> Sam says, occasionally I miss boring. And Dean says, so this killer truck. Sam interrupts saying, I miss conversations that didn't start with this killer truck. <laughs> and you know what? Me too. I hate this episode. <laughs> this is my least favorite episode of the entire series. I think, I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily have a least favorite one because I, I mean, I just like the series so much, but this is definitely one of those that's just kind of rough for me. Yeah. I mean, like, I still, I still like, I mean, I know I said I hate it, but it's still okay. But yeah, but it is just of all of the episodes, the one that I like the least for sure. Yeah, I think I don't know. Like bugs was a rough one for me too, just because like bugs. Just I'm like, oh, you yeah. know, like the whole thing just gave me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, but see, being a little freaked out and grossed out like that, that's fine. I'm, I'm yeah. that makes me happy that that it made me feel that way. This yeah. one, like. Uh, it's just tedious. Like, the acting was terrible, and then all of a sudden I'm, like, crying from Mrs. Robinson's story, so I feel a little jerked around. You know, like... <laughs> What's going on? I just, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think, you know, so far at least, from the ones that I remember, this is probably one of my least favorite ones. Yeah, but... I can't think of one that I like, or I dislike more, but I'll let you know if we ever get there. Yeah. yeah. So, Dean says that Cyrus was evil on a level that infected even his truck. Uh, when he died, the swamp became his tomb, and his spirit was dormant for 40 years. The de uh, the destruction of his house is what woke it up. So Sam says that demolition or remodeling can awaken spirits and make them restless. They decide to dredge the swamp and bring up the body. We cut to Sam and Dean pulling the truck out of the swamp. Uh, they open up the cab door, and there is Cyrus's nasty-ass corpse. It's <laughs> disgusting. Also, you would think that it would, like be more gooey not gooey just like you know the fish maybe if there's fish in the pond would have eaten him already or like he kind of looked like a mummy yeah what he I looked thought. almost like too well preserved it was weird yeah so they salt and burn the body and then uh, the ghost truck arrives and <laughs> is very mad <laughs> yes so dean gets a baby to lure the ghost truck away so that sam can burn the real truck uh sam does not burn the real truck but calls Dean and gives him directions to an exact location uh, where you can see some ruins. So Dean gets there and turns his car around to face the direction he just came from. The truck rushes at him, and as it reaches Dean, it kind of crash vanishes, which was a pretty cool scene, I thought. I thought it was cool how it, like, deconstructed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that looked awesome. Mm-hmm. Sam tells Dean that he's where the church was. Church ground is hallowed ground, whether the church is still there or not. When evil spirits cross over hallowed ground, sometimes they're destroyed. Sam says he figured maybe that would get rid of it. Dean is like, maybe? What if you're wrong? And Sam says that honestly, or honestly, that thought had not occurred to him. <laughs> Which is kind of funny because that means, like, Dean's dead. You know? Yeah. Like, there's no way. <laughs> Sam's like, huh, I didn't really think about that. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> What in the world? Yeah, and then Dean just, like, hangs up on him, <laughs> which I liked. I mean, I would, too. <laughs> yeah, so we cut to the morning. Cassie and Dean are saying goodbye while Sam waits in baby. Dean says maybe this time their goodbye will be a little less permanent. But she says, you know what? I'm a realist. I don't see much hope for us, Dean. He says he's seen stranger things happen. She says goodbye, and he says, I'll see you, Cassie. I will. Okay, right now I'm, like... Cassie, you're a fucking bitch. 
Yeah, like in this, she's like so, she's not a realist, she's a pessimist. You yeah. Know? Like, she's just like, well, I can never see how this is going to work, blah, blah, blah. And Dean's like, well, you know, he's trying to be an optimistic type of person, you know, like he's trying. I, yeah, I just feel like she's dicking him around again. Yeah, you know? she's like, we had fun, this isn't going to work, goodbye. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> what a jerk. Ugh. Even if it is Dean, you know, and he's kind of does that to people all the time, you know. <laughs> I don't think he does this to them, though. No, you know no, I mean? not quite this involved but like you know yeah. he he does the kind of like love him and leave him thing all the time yeah, <laughs> yeah totally so. <laughs> so they smooch and make sad emo eyes at each other <laughs> and then dean gets in the car and they drive away uh sam says that he likes cassie and asks dean if meeting a girl like her ever makes him wonder if it's worth uh, putting everything else on hold to do what they do dean just smiles at him and puts some sunglasses on he tells Sam to wake him up when it's his turn to drive. He leans his head back and goes to sleep. I kind of feel like at this point, like, Dean Dean feels, like, closure about the whole thing. Yeah. I don't really get the sense that he's, like, I'm actually going to, like, go back and try to pursue this. It's, like, yeah. this is my, my you know, first heartache, my one mm-hmm. who got away, and I've kind of put it all to rest. It had closure, mm-hmm. and it was sweet, and it's sad, but, like, I can put it away and move on finally. Yeah, it was kind of, like, relieving for him. Like, this yeah. has been, like, an unended thing for so long that, like, okay, now this is done, and I don't have to, like, worry about it anymore, and, like... Yeah, and to, like, the reason that he thought that she um, broke it off with him, she, you know, finally does believe Mm -hmm. what he was saying, you know what I mean, so... He's, like, proving himself right, and also kind of, like, also at the same time being like, okay, we're done. Yeah, Yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, and credits. (laughs) (laughs) So, my thoughts on this episode. Oh, yes. Please give me your thoughts. (laughs) So, to me, this story was pretty similar to episode number three the one with like the boy in the lake and everything yeah like it was the same sort of thing you know like there's these people they do a bad thing they killed three guys yes <laughs> do a bad thing to this other guy and like he comes back and you know goes for them and the people that he loves you know like <laughs> right or the people that they love yeah, okay. You know, like, it was kind of like a been there, done that. I think that's part of the reason why for me it was just kind of like a whatever type episode mm-hmm. because, like, they already did it just in a different way. But this time it was, like, a love interest of Dean instead of some random guy, you know? Yes. yes. Um, but, yeah. So, um, also, I think we have our first son of a bitch moment in this episode. Oh, we totally do. He, uh, is it? It's when um, Sam is like, oh, I hadn't really thought about if that wasn't going to work. And then Dean hangs up. And then he's I like. I thought it was when he was driving away from the thing. But I don't remember. I don't remember either. Because I wrote it in before um, the truck crashed. Uh, you're probably right uh, then. But I don't. I don't remember. I but, don't remember. But exactly I remember. What happened. I remember us watching it and being like, "Was that the first time he son of a bitched?" Yeah, like, and, and yeah, it is. It I definitely is. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't off the top of my head remember any other. Um, no, it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. exciting. I don't know. So you know, that's kind of like his main tagline, I guess. Yeah, it, it is. So, but also, I would have peed myself when the truck like crashed and like just deconstructed around baby like if i was yeah. dean in the car i would have just been like oh, i need a diaper you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i need all of the wet wipes and you know, yeah i would have to maybe a little pee pad you, you know, know at the very least i probably would have been like you know what i'm just gonna drive in reverse for a little bit while this happens because yeah. it's not like he needed to stay right there no he the truck just like, had to pass through right there yeah which i don't know but maybe does he have to like the truck thinks that it can still get him or whatever and so maybe he has to be like right on the line there to maybe like, i don't know i don't know i don't know <laughs> but that seems pretty darn close to yeah me. <laughs> that's not my idea of a good time thank you very much <laughs> that sounds terrible yeah. <laughs> so uh what's your favorite moment from this one? <laughs> oh, i can tell you my least favorite moment <laughs> And that is the horrible argument that yep. Dean and Cassie have right before they make out. That is my least favorite moment, and it's because of the acting. Okay, okay. I'm sorry to that actress. You're very pretty, and you acted you acted fine in all the other moments. It's just that one was a little bit too yeah. much. Um, my favorite moment. Oh, this is rough. Tell me yours first. So. I think I don't really have like a specific favorite moment, but I think like just all of the moments where Sam's like 
<laughs> and like just like goading at Dean. You know? Yeah. Like, like, I'm pushing all of your buttons. Yeah. Like, let's see what's going to happen. It was just great because that's the first time that you've seen Sammy be kind of like, you know, not even like, I wouldn't call it playful necessarily, but just kind of like a little bit of a pill and like teasing and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You so, can really tell that because because before he was not cool with like Dean having any like romance or like sexual interest at all. Mm-mm. He was like, you're not getting any because I'm upset about my dead girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> so this is like a nice. He's lightened up a little yeah, bit. <laughs> you can tell he's he's moving past those feelings, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, OK. So my favorite moment is at the beginning when they're in the car and Sam realizes that Dean told their family secret to somebody and he gets all pissed <laughs> and he's like, you told her the secret and I didn't get to tell Jessica the secret. And <laughs> So I really liked that part. Really? Yeah, I did. I thought huh. that was great. I liked, I don't know why. I just thought it was funny. Like Sam giving Dean that kind of shit and Dean just being like, yeah, I did it. Okay. okay. <laughs> Leave me alone, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I did, I did like that part too. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But you know, Okay, so our interesting facts for this episode. Um, This episode is named after Route 66, the famous east-to-west highway that runs through New Mexico, Colorado, and Utah. It was renamed Route 491 in 2003, ending decades of road sign thievery. (laughs) I didn't realize they renamed it. I didn't know either. Like, it must be one of those, like... You know how the streets used if it used to be named something and it got changed to something else is like historic something or other, right, you know, right. Like, but I don't know. I just feel like we would have heard about that at some point. You would think, right? But like, that's awesome that it was just like people were just <laughs> stealing signs too much, so they had to change it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the original pitch for the episode was based on the idea of it being a forty-two minute car chase. <laughs> But budget and logistics forced the premise to be rethought. I was going to be all Mad Max up in there. I don't know Mad Max. You haven't seen Mad Max? <laughs> no. That's like a newer movie. <laughs> no. I mean... It's a good movie, but I'm not going to lie. It made me cry. Yeah. I've yeah. heard the name, I think, but I don't know any it's, of what it's about. It's it's good. You would like it. Yeah. You would like it. It's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'd like it for that reason or I'd like it I mean it's, it's like it's like literally just like car chase it's like a car chase and like the worst most messed up like dystopian huh yeah. I feel like that would get old for me really fast it didn't get old it no. didn't get old no nope. okay. you would like it <laughs> well, but uh, but it yeah add it to the list <laughs> yeah you'll, you'd like it <laughs> So, Eric Kripke has been vocal about this being another one of his least favorite episodes, claiming that the Phantom Truck wasn't scary enough and it looked too much like a monster truck. Which, to be fair, I still have trouble not calling it a monster truck because I do think that it kind of looks like a monster truck. It looks exactly (laughs) like one, yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, you look at it closer and it's like, oh, okay, it makes sense. I think it's the headlight thing. Yeah. And, like, just the fact that it's, like, kind of tall. It doesn't look old-timey either. Not, I mean, it does, but, like, Mm. not enough, you know? Yeah. (laughs) To me, like, I always, until we, like, did this and we were, like, looking at it and all that sort of stuff and, you know, writing notes and I was like, this is a monster truck. And then I was like, oh, maybe it's not. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so up until this episode, this point, there was a lot of demand from the network from the show to have more romance. So for this episode... They did, but the only request was that Cassie was not on top for the sex scene, which doesn't she make was, any sense to me. But she was on top for the very first part of it. Trust me. Okay. She <laughs> Trust was, me, she I was, know. She was on top, and they indeed rolled her over, and then they sat up. <laughs> huh. Yep. Oh, well. I didn't pay that close of attention. <laughs> yeah, she was definitely on top. But, yeah. I don't know why that would be a thing, though. Like, why can't... I mean, I don't know. I'm not even going to really get into that one. But, like, that just seems like an odd request to me. That is. I I don't know why. Whatever. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Like, what would that signify that the network didn't want to portray? I don't know. I don't know. He was... Yeah, I don't even know, like, where to begin with that. (laughs) So, this episode, the Starburst Clock shows up again in Sam and Dean's motel room. So oh, yeah. So our fun little Starburst thing that shows up So this frequently. is the second time. Yeah. 
so far. Okay. Are we keeping a tally of that? I we feel are. Like we were. In my brain. Yes. I'm not going to remember. This. I will. <laughs> okay. We'll see how I do, like, by episode, or by season 10. I'll be, like, 385. Not really. I know, right? We could probably look up the total running tally at this point, and, like, mm-hmm. how many scenes has it been in. Yeah. Somebody's got to be keeping track of that, you would yeah. think. But. So far, two. <laughs> two is easy enough to count. Yes. <laughs> Doesn't even use all the fingers on one hand. <laughs> So, um, one of the references from the show was, um, for the Flying Dutchman, um, that we found this, so they're, you know, they kind of go over this in the Pirates movie, you know, the Flying oh, Dutchman. Oh, Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but this website is called the Ancient Origins website, um, it says, many people have claimed to see the ghostly ship of Captain Hendrik van der Decken, which I think is hilarious for a pirate name. Wait, like, what's his name? <laughs> Captain Hendrik Hendrik Vanderdecken. It reminds me of Turducken. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh man! Pirate Turducken. Well, you know what? I mean, I don't know if they're pirates, but but it's Captain Turducken. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Could you just call him that, <laughs> Captain Turducken? Yeah. Okay. Thanks. So, Captain Turducken (laughs) had made the journey from Holland to the Far East Indies to purchase lucrative goods like spices, silks, and dyes. After buying as much as the hull could hold and making repairs to the ship, the captain set out for Amsterdam. Which, I didn't really think of Amsterdam as a port place, but, eh, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Um, I've never been to Amsterdam, so I don't know enough about it. (laughs) So... As his vessel sailed along the coast of Africa, the captain thought how convenient it would be if his employer, the Dutch East India Company, made a settlement by the Cape of Good Hope in South Africa for a respite from turbulent waters. Out of the blue, a terrible storm sprung up, threatening to capsize the ship and drown everyone aboard. The crew urged the captain to turn around, but Captain Turducken (laughs) refused. (laughs) I just gotta say, like, Vanderdecken, though, like... For anybody on a ship, I think that's just hilarious. Captain v- Deck, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anuas. <laughs> so there are rumors that um, he was drunk, and for whatever reason, the captain ordered the sailors to press on through the storm. He lit and smoked his pipe while huge waves crashed into the ship and water spilled down into the hull. At this point, the crew were totally done with the captain's nonsense and they mutinied. (laughs) The captain swiftly killed the rebel leader and threw his body into the stormy sea. That's where it gets all hinky. (laughs) The moment the rebel's body hit the water, the ship spoke to the captain, asking him if he meant to go into the bay that night. The captain replied, May I be eternally damned if I do, though I should beat though I should beat about here till the day of judgment. Um, the vessel spoke again, saying, As a result of your actions, you are condemned to sail the oceans for eternity with a ghostly crew of dead men, bringing death to all who sight your spectral ship and never to make port or know a moment's peace. Like, jeez, um, that went a little bit far, just for going into a bay area. That's, and like, okay, wait, his... His boat said this to him? Yeah, yeah. His boat is now speaking to him. How do we know that some... How do we know his boat said this to him? He was drunk earlier. Oh, you're right. I bet it was just, like, one of his crew, like, hiding behind a door, being like, where you going, dude? You killed our leader. Let me freak you out. Hey, Turducken. Uh, Check out this. You are condemned. (laughs) Screwball. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. (laughs) And then the ship sank. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Since then, the Captain Turducken has been (laughs) given the name the Flying Dutchman. Um, Sailors claim the Dutchman has led ships astray, causing them to crash on reefs and hidden rocks. It's said that if you look into a storm brewing off the Cape of Good Hope, you will see the captain and his ghostly crew. But beware, legend has it that whoever sees the Dutchman will most certainly die a gruesome death. Wow. How sketchy is that? (laughs) That's that's crazy. I... I don't remember what they say about it in Pirates of the Caribbean. Do you remember anything about it? A lot of it is similar. Like, I think they took a lot, you know, it's like the Flying Dutchman, the captain, it's like undead crew, and they're kind of like cursed to roam the seas. They can't make port once the other, this, 
and Pirates is a little bit different because they can, like, make port once every 10 years. Oh, right. Um, I remember. Okay. But in this one, they're just not allowed to have any time on land, I guess. I which, get it. That's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But, cool. um, yeah. So, you know, also their ship doesn't really sink, but it is underwater a lot of the time. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay. So, um... I looked up a story um, on, a, like, a haunted truck sort of incident, uh-huh. and it wasn't the truck itself that was haunted, um, but it, so this story, I got it off of thoughtco.com, and, you know, I don't know if this is, like, one of those, like, somebody had a little too much, uh, <laughs> too much plant and then decided that, like, yeah. these weird things were happening or, like, what? But this story is called The Phantom of the Truck Stop. Ooh, um, truck stops are no good. Also, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> they're really not. So creepy. I would never, like, okay, I've been, I shouldn't say that I've been to truck stops, but, you know, like, the big gas stations that, you, like, the yeah. trucks fuel up at and they have, like, you know, the showers and stuff in the bathrooms and all that sort of stuff. Like, I've been to a couple places like that. Yeah. Um, just on road trips or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, they always, even then, like, there's a lot of just, you know, cars or whatever. But for some reason, like, just seeing a bunch of, like, trucks gathered in one area just kind of, like, it doesn't freak me out, but it's just kind of, like, unsettling to me and I don't know why yeah and like I've never really I mean until I looked this up like I've never really like known anything about weird like truck stop things or anything Mm -hmm. it's just kind of one of those like this is very strange being around I think it's just being around all these huge vehicles and you're like in this tiny car right right (laughs) I think it's just like I feel so small yeah you know know, it's anything's better than like a rest stop I'm just gonna say rest stops are sketchy too. Rest stops are not cool. I, I think I was thinking of rest stops when I said truck stops are creepy. Yeah, so I've, yeah. There's also a Winchester uh, rest stop in Eastern Washington. What? And I go there every time I'm going to. How have I missed <laughs> I <know>. it? Where? <laughs> it's so it's past Vantage. Okay. Um, I don't remember how far it is, but it's. I don't think it's like. Oh, I want to say it's like. Uh, maybe like in between Vantage and like Spokane, about halfway or so. I don't remember. So like but past like the Gorge area. I you know I've never been to the Gorge. I've driven by the sign, but honestly, I can't. I huh. can't tell you. I don't okay. remember. But it's somewhere over in That's Eastern so Washington. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. So, um, so this story is. About a man named Mike, um, and so he's the one that's writing this story, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, as you find it on the website, it's kind of like a weird like blog entry almost. But yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Um, so a man named Mike is a truck driver, and he was in Palestine, Arkansas in 2011. He stopped at a truck stop for a break to sleep. Um, he was in his cab, and after eating dinner, decided to lay down and get some rest. He woke up with the cab of his truck rocking violently enough to knock a water bottle off of his, like, nightstand-type area in the cab. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, knocked it onto the floor. It didn't just, like, sort of tip it over. It, like, tossed it off the table. Um, he thought it was the wind, so he tried to go back to sleep, and then the violent rocking started again, this time knocking over an ashtray that was in a cup holder. Wow. So, like, knocked it out of the cup holder. <laughs> yeah. And, like, imagine how much force it would take to rock, like... A semi-truck cab. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah, wow. That's a big force. Um, so he got up and decided to go outside the cab to look around, because clearly that's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, bro. <laughs> um, he noticed that the wind wasn't really blowing, so he wasn't sure what had shaken the truck, unless there was some, like, sort of small earthquake or something. He's just trying to, like, figure out, like, eh, maybe it could have been this. So he walked around the front of his truck and looked down the length of the truck and saw really slow movement, like low to the ground, about four feet high. Mm-hmm. Um, he went into the cab to grab a flashlight, and when he shone the light where he was looking before, he saw a girl standing in a field about ten feet from his truck, but then when he looked harder, she wasn't there. Sketchy. That's weird. So sketchy. So he walked around the back of his truck and didn't see any trace of anyone, um, so he went back into his cab, but... Well, he was going to go back into his cab, and he started to climb in and heard a girl's giggle, which this is just getting sketchier and sketchier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said, this is getting kind of creepy, and then heard a, he heard me, in a girl's voice. Oh, my God. Yeah. Coming from inside the cab. Nope. Yep. 
which had been locked up the entire time that he was walking around outside because, you know, you don't want anybody getting into your cab. Yeah. (laughs) That's Um, so creepy. So sketchy. So he leaned his head in and said, is anyone in here? Didn't hear anything. Then climbed into the cab. And as he was kneeling to get into his little bunk bed thing, he heard, good night, from no particular direction, just kind of like in you know, emanating, good night, you know, sort of, nope. (laughs) There was no one in the cab, but as he went to shut the door, he saw the young girl standing outside the cab looking at him with lifeless eyes that were meant more for a predator than a person. Oh, my God. Disgusting. All of it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So he slammed the door and locked it and decided to leave the truck stop, um, which, you know, solid choice, bro. Yeah. (laughs) Real solid choice. (laughs) I would leave also. (laughs) I wouldn't have even stuck around for that long. Right. (laughs) I would have been like, I'm out. (laughs) Yeah. The end. So he turned on the truck, and as he was waiting to get enough air pressure to release his brakes, he looked out of the window to see the girl standing there, perfectly still, looking up at him and smiling. Nope. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yuck. So when he was finally able to leave, he looked back through his side mirror to see the girl waving at him as he drove off. So like the red lights from the back of his truck was just like illuminating this girl apparently waving at him as he's driving off. Um, So when he got to the next truck stop, he saw a postcard that he had bought at the last uh, truck stop along with a knife that was sticking the postcard to the nightstand in his truck um, and the knife was through the part of the post... So this is a postcard of Arkansas, like a yeah. map. And the knife was through the part of Arkansas that the truck stop was. And it yeah. was like the knife was dug in so much into the wood that he had to like spend a few minutes trying to get it out. Which he bought this knife, but he hadn't even taken it out of the box yet. Whoa. So it had somehow gotten out of its box and stabbed itself quite violently into the nightstand. Jeez. Um... Quite particularly in the area of the postcard that the truck stop was in. Um, He threw away the postcard, the knife, and to this day, he doesn't really know or understand what he saw. So he just, like, booked it to another truck stop and was like, okay, I'm out of there. And then, like, saw this knife stabbed, like, violently stabbed into this postcard. Like, tacked it to, nope. And he turned it around, I guess, to look at it and see if there was anything on the back of it. And there was no messages or anything written. Well, thank God for that. Thank goodness. Yeah. (laughs) Ew. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, this whole story just is like, "Mm, no thanks. If, like, if I was that guy, I would never go back to Arkansas again. No. Like. I'd be like. I'm out. This state is ruined for me. <laughs> I'm out. I'm never going back. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, I don't even know if I want to go to Arkansas now. Yeah. <laughs> also, here's Same. the thing. Like, this whole story, like, while it was creepy, like, this is, like, the condensed version. There was, <laughs> it was kind of, like, cheesy set up, like, it was somebody trying to tell a ghost story. You know, yeah. like, and then this happened, and then I lit my cigarette, and then I this, you know, it was just yeah. kind of, like, uh, you know, kind of like lost its credibility. Not that I'm saying that it was credible to begin with, yeah. <laughs> but like it kind of lost its credibility it's a pretty good through story. that. But it was it was a good like you know scary campfire ghost story type yeah, thing for totally. me. Um, but yeah, still Ugh. super sketchy. And kids are creepy, man. Kids are weird. Like I don't even know. Well. So, uh, what was your idget or ass butt moment? <laughs> so, I started this squat challenge, which was an ass butt moment in itself. Also, working on my ass butt, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> that was punny. <laughs> You're so punny. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to say, Rochelle has made me do this challenge as well. I didn't make you. I she, asked you if you would do it. <laughs> she... Fucking made me, <laughs> and then I made. I'm my, fine with taking yeah, for that. <laughs> and, and I've made my husband Eric do it too. So we're all gonna have some fabulous buns. Buns of steel. That's right. <laughs> but um, so I started this challenge, and I decided, you know, the next morning I was like, oh. I'm not super sore. Like this will be fine. And I decided to just like start walking down the stairs. Right. So mm-hmm. my foot slipped a little bit on the stairs, and. My knees apparently, like, just started buckling, right? They're like, nope, I'm done. Like, oh, no. You're not going to be able to do this. And I almost, like, fell down the stairs. It was oh. not great. So, yeah, that was that was my Okay, so moment. my <laughs> moment was that 
I actually fell down the stairs. <laughs> it was before we started our challenge, though. It was like the day before. Yeah. I um, I was like, I was upstairs. Obviously, I was upstairs. And Eric and Killian were downstairs. And I could hear Killian, like, crying like he hurt himself. So I was kind of, like, rushing. Yeah. And I got to the top of the stairs. And I was, like, yelling, like, what's going on? And I just, like, I don't know what happened. But I, like, skidded off the top step. And, like, fell backward. Thank God I fell backwards and not forward. forward. Yeah. And just, like, tumbled down. Yeah. And, like, landed on my ass and just started scooting down the stairs, like, (laughs) so fast. I could not stop. And both of my arms were, like, stuck behind me, flopping on the (laughs) stairs. Yeah. Like, like this. She's doing weird fish fin motions. It hurt. And I was mortified. And, like, I stopped myself, like, halfway down. And Eric was like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine, except for my pride. And it was just, it was so awful because I'm always so nervous about Eric falling down the stairs. And then you can't even be trusted on the stairs anymore. I know. And then it was me. It was my fault. So, <sighs> yes. Well, that happened. <laughs> we had similar idiot and aspect moments. I know. I think great. And they were like within a day of each other. No, it would have been on the same day because I started the challenge the day before you. Oh, okay. So You're that's right. why I was so sore when I was trying to show you what squats we were t- or that I was doing. <laughs> I was like, ow. I wonder if it was at the same ow! time. In the morning? Oh no, mine was at. Mine was in the evening. Oh yeah, no, mine was in the morning. Okay. <laughs> We'll find that. <laughs> Whatever. We tried. <laughs> it was almost the same. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening to our podcast. You can email us at idgitsandaspwetspodcast at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out. Or visit our Facebook page, Idgits and Aspwets, a supernatural podcast. Thanks again. Thank you. <laughs>